Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. And today it's going to be a little bit of a celebration. This is uh, this episode will be dropping right around exactly, uh, almost to the day uh, of our third year anniversary. Wow! As a podcast, incredible. Can't believe it. You know, uh, we deserve it. First of all, we deserve <laughs> yeah. we deserve to have made it this far. But uh, uh, but you know, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, nonetheless. Yeah, it, it's it. I mean, I did not expect uh, when we got here, uh, you know, three years later to still be at the same point where we're just recording at our home. I thought we would have by now a vast multimedia conglomerate. Yeah, we would all we would be like taking meetings in downtown LA. We probably have like a vertical on uh, one of these websites or something yeah. like that. Uh, I I, I re- really thought that you know struggle session branding would just be huge and everywhere. Yeah. And no, now, it's, it's a little bit disappointing, but it's, it's like whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. You know, things don't always work out. Mm-hmm. Things don't always work. Out. I was That's hoping one. for the cash out at this point. I was hoping for like the, you know, yeah, sell, the sell this to like the fucking the ringer or something like that. And I, then I'm off to the Bahamas for the rest <laughs> yeah. of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would have been simple. Like we just build this audience, yeah. we package it, we get the stats Ugh, together. Now we have to have stay and have a very popular podcast and stuff. It's like so annoying. <laughs> but just, of course we're joking right uh we love uh that you the listener has Mm -hmm. been so supportive of us that we've been able to through this for uh three years and it has become like our full-time jobs it's it's all thanks to you and your uh support and you telling your friends about the show you listening Mm -hmm. to the show you subscribing uh to the show we really really appreciate yeah it's really cool i mean you know it's still is always you know uh, a shock to me but you know uh that (laughs) <laughs> so many people listen but it's it's very appreciated yeah uh, um and uh you know I'm, I'm i'm excited to do this for for three three more years huh yeah you know honestly i'm happy to keep i'm happy to keep doing it i i really enjoy doing this, this show and frankly like we the i do not want to end this show before i see at least at the very least the death of crooked media. I feel like we have to be in it. You have to outlast. 
We have to outlast. You know, and, and outlast at least those. I mean, because what's going to happen is they'll all go take jobs like writing speeches for Biden or something like that. Yes. And then they'll like shutter crooked media. So I guess, yeah, we can at least stay stay on until Biden gets elected. You know, because <laughs> they, they only started a few months before us. So true. If we can we can outlast those. They assholes. made an HBO show and all this. So, you know, it is what it is. Do you think season two of the podcast Save America show is coming? I think that they would pretend. I think that they would uh, uh, pretend that there was never supposed to be a season two, and that it was a series of specials. <laughs> oh, it was just. I a- think if you talk to them, they would be like, "Well, there never was going to be a season two. And it's <laughs> like, well, I mean, there would have been, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, looking back, you know, over the years, uh, we'll, we'll just res- reminisce a little bit. Um, so, Jack. What have been some of your favorite things to talk about on the show? Some of my favorite things to talk about on the show? Well, you know, uh, uh, Leslie, I would be remiss uh, uh, if I didn't think back on our time talking about uh, the Watchmen series. Uh, (laughs) Leslie, I don't know why, but for some reason that has it still remains for some reason, like the maddest that everyone has ever been at me. Um, (laughs) uh, I, you know, uh, um, I still like 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 wince when i hear the show come up like (laughs) i really uh um, you have a little bit of like ptsd because i really didn't like watching it just just like as a you know uh, as a viewer but then also i had to go through you know christ-like tribulations about it every every week you know yeah uh for people who weren't uh, listening to this back then we did do a watch along series uh on for the Watchmen TV show, yeah. I want to clear a couple brutal things. enough as is. Yeah, I want to clear a couple things up. I came up with this after watching the first episode of the show, and it being so bizarre that I thought, oh, this might be fun to talk about uh, every week and see what they're doing with it. Now, I did not go into the show expecting to uh, dislike it on the whole. In fact, Jack and I were told. Uh, in person, uh, we were together at the time by people with inside knowledge that the show, like the first four episodes would be kind of crappy, but the fifth one would blow our minds and then it was good from there. <laughs> That's what we were told. That's what I was told. That's what we were told. Yeah. And so we went in expecting, and I, like, I didn't have any strong opinions about Lindelof because I didn't watch Lost except for a few, like the first like eight episodes. And I, and I liked them. I didn't have a problem with them. I liked Prometheus in general, uh, more or less. I think Jack, you like it a lot more than I do. I like Prometheus. Uh, you know, I do think that all the problems with Pr- Prometheus are big time Lindelof, Lindelof problems. problems yeah. Uh, you know, so, you know, I, I, I would still not put that in a, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the as a point for Lindelof, in my opinion. But, you know, and I don't like Lindelof and I don't like Lost. Well, certainly uh, now we don't like Lindelof now, but I think going in, it wasn't like we're going to hate this show. No, it was just like it was so like bizarre that this was what they were doing with the Watchmen brand. And I still think that it's a truly weird as fuck show, but also but I guess I'm out of times with the rest of the world or something. Well, Although I do see more people these <laughs> days now outside of the hype of it. People are like, I started watching Watchmen and it's like insanely bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so many people are having those reactions because I, and we were one of the first to kind of say like, you know, this is like just because it's taking place in like the prestige slot on the prestige network right. and it has like prestige 
camera angles and cinematography that does not actually mean that it's like a good uh, tv show and we uh, we were very i i feel like we were one of the first people to kind of criticize it both for like the craft elements as far as like plotting goes so a lot of people disagree with us on whether the show itself is like good craft wise i think we can have reasonable disagreements about that but i think we have come to the point where almost every you know serious person uh it is with us when we say that the pol- the celebration of the politics of this show was a little bit premature and probably uh, inaccurate uh, especially I, giving the uh current moment uh, I, and i still see people being like you know that's what makes it perfect like oh wow like now more than ever you know watchmen seems so uh, uh so prescient and i'm like no it actually seems like more behind yeah. than ever it truly does cuz it like paints the modern police force as not being like well i don't fucking even i don't want to talk about See, watchmen you're scared, you're ever scared. again <laughs> i don't want to talk about watchmen ever again i don't want to watch you said the... that was one of your favorite moments like the discourse uh, the power oh, yeah. it. it wasn't one of my favorite moments i changed my mind uh, <laughs> my favorite moments honestly is is meeting the people is meeting people that we've had as guests and everything you oh, know yeah. what i mean like uh uh I, and you know uh, um having other uh, other people's perspectives and stuff like that for the most part you know the stuff we've has to ha- the stuff we've well actually mostly the stuff we've watched on this show has been good uh, aside from the occasional you know Watchmen watch like you Jack some of my favorite moments are the people I met and I I mean I have to mention this because I mean my guy everybody's talking about it everybody's talking about him now I wish oh, yeah. you know more of these mainstream media outlets who are celebrating now had giving you know him attention uh during his yeah. life because he was fighting for people just as loudly when he was alive um but michael brooks man mm-hmm. uh, just a wonderful guy you heard him on the show several times um just uh amazingly amazingly intelligent guy amazingly funny guy very very talented broadcaster very young guy um passed away um, last uh, week, 37 years from, old. That is, it was really, really, uh, uh, shocking and, and yeah, very, very sad. Yeah. Shocking. So sad. I mean, I, I mean, people, I think from the listener show, people know how much I really liked Michael yeah. and how much like years before I started struggle session, right. I would listen to him on the majority report. I just loved hearing him. I was so proud when like he followed me on twitter and he like <laughs> like get, agreed to come around show and like the thing was the thing about it is like he was the one like reaching out to me he was the one reaching out to us even though he had you know this big platform on the majority report his own show which was doing phenomenally um well and had his own huge huge fan base he was reaching out to us um and really supportive of struggle session of the show of our show and everything we've been doing that he would always check in with me ask me how i was doing you know personal level professionally he was always going out of his way to help me i'm not the only person who can say this like uh, lots of uh brandon Sutton, who was on our show of, of uh, about a week or two ago he had similar stories everybody has similar stories um about michael so just a, a really devastating loss yeah, but one really, of the best really things sad. of course about these three years is get me getting to know michael who was you know one of my uh, you know one of my like like someone i look up to and like him coming on and doing my little show very early on too like in one yeah. of our one of our oh, no he was a, he was a, he was a great supporter and really good guy and yeah i i, I was uh, so stunned uh, so shocked at this it's really really 
Really awful. It's really awful. Yeah, really awful. But I mean, if if anything, like I I I just love I really loved working with Michael. He was a a great guy. I, it's so funny. Like the last, and it's funny because Michael. He was he always managed to stay above like the online bullshit that everybody yeah. else gets sucked into. But he like he still knew knew all that stuff and just kind of laughed at it from a distance, but like not in a cynical way. Because I because yeah. the last message I got from him was actually him checking in with me because I was uh bothered. He saw that I was bothered by some like weird thing online or where it was kind of bothering me. It was plus with the Black Lives Matter and all that stuff like bubbling up and black people being killed on video again and again and again like he reached out to me personally just uh check in what with me wow. and see how i was doing like he, he was a just a uh really a great in front of the you know microphone but also a really good guy behind the scenes so i'm really gonna miss michael yeah that was really 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 uh very sad very sad very sad uh uh turn of events uh yeah. um yeah yeah. Glad I got to, to to meet him and talk to him at all, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the one that, I, again, as you say, like, the best thing about doing the show is the people we get to meet. I really, you know, enjoy, like, our little tours that we were able to do, our two, our two, our two tours back-to-back, as well as our show in Los Angeles and our show in New York, because we got to meet so many of our listeners uh, mm-hmm. during that time. That was, it, it's really like really touching to go because we just do this show like at our houses at our homes yeah. and we don't know that real actual human beings like listen to it you know yeah no uh, uh I-, I was stunned leslie you know uh when we did our first uh, uh when we did our first show in la uh, uh that was it was very cool but when we and and uh, you know I really it was it was a, it was a smaller show because we we didn't really... I've done shows in LA too. You know what I mean? Like it might have been different for you, but for me, I'm like, I do I've done a bunch of shows yeah. like around this size in Los Angeles. Like it was not that crazy for me. Yeah, I but guess. It, it was it, cool, but yeah, it know. was really cool. Uh, but it, it was it was on like a Monday and very, very short. Uh yeah. I noticed we didn't really have time to prepare and promote it like we would have yeah. uh, liked to, but it was still wonderful. Like sixty people showed up and we were very very happy uh with that turnout oh, on yeah. a Monday night for a fledgling podcast. But then we did that uh show uh in New York with uh Katie. That was astonishing. And it was, like, almost That's really wild. Sold out. Uh mostly for <laughs> Katie Halper, I think. Uh Katie Halper, another person who's yeah, oh the best incredibly one supportive yeah. of this show. So sometimes she does she wants to do more for our show than we do sometimes. She's always <laughs> in touch with us about She's the us best. or something. She's the best. But uh yeah. yeah, that live show in New York, I was like, Wow, this is a real uh a thing going on. Yeah. Even though it was very funny because the vibe in New York it was so different than Los Angeles because in L.A. like they really liked us talking about Star Wars and New York just could not give a fuck. Did not give a shit about that. Don't care about it out there. They just York, wanted to know, you know about politics. They just wanted us to trash politicians and make yeah. fun of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was a great time. That was really sh- uh, astonishing. And then the live shows that we did with the uh, the Street Fight guys, you know, uh, uh, that little sort of mini tour. Um was you know that's one of the most unique experiences i've ever had in my life that is like that was one of the best times ever yeah it was it was great street fight guys i think i've said before how great they were how much they took care of us on yeah on real. the road took care of everything and then paid us for the trouble i'm like it, it was the best amazing and then we did uh the bug tour 
which Jack it's a little bit different. That was a little bit different. One, uh, I hate. It. I, you know, I'll never do all the work on anything ever again. <laughs> God, you got so stressed out at certain points. Pain in uh, my dude, ass to do all this shit. Did we talk talk about the show that? Uh, so the, it started off as like a joke, right? Because the Doughboys canceled their Midwest tour, right. and then the one of the many Bugman accounts. Uh, tweeted that Bugman was going to do the tour instead, which right. I, I do want to be make clarify something. So uh, this may be a, a surprise, but I am going to be appear on Doughboys uh, next month. Now, how do I know? How am I coordinating this? Am I personally uh, trying to t- uh, figure out? the you know situation with uh nick and mitch and our time schedule no no i uh they have a assistant for all that some guys they have some they have people to do all that for them uh jack you decide to do the bug boys tour uh the the doughboys tour oh bug boys that could be a tour (laughs) the (laughs) doughboys tour without any people (laughs) no i did it basically by myself you know uh that's about the end of it. Like, you know, I, I had to call places in all these fucking, you know, get states. Plates, get all the like, places. You had to get the stages booked. Yeah. You had to get the. You know, there's a lot of things you can do where you just say, like, I'm going to do it. And then you have to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like know. A tour is do... one of those things. Like, if you say you're going to do a tour, then, like, you know, you got to do all the stuff and just, do a tour. I'm just sad we didn't have the couple grand. Uh, needed to do like the a Canadian stop on that tour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, uh, uh, it was it, there was a moment there where we were going to be doing it that uh, uh, up in Toronto, uh, Toronto, but that would have made it, yeah, like thousands of dollars more expensive, <laughs> I guess, to to go across the border for Bug Tour. Yes, uh, God, because we drove like the time the between two shows where we had to drive for one. When obviously the Doughboys would have flown, and we got we landed at like door time, and the venue wasn't open. Uh-huh. Uh That was that was <laughs> that's not happening to the Doughboys. I don't think. No, no, it's not. It's but Jack, you did. But, but the fact that you were able to put it together, <laughs> it, it was really amazing. I, I don't know if I ever thanked you for it, but that was. Really um, amazing. you know, I I uh, appreciate you thanking me for that. I, I don't I don't think and that Kate you, too. You, Kate too, of course. I don't think that you should thank me for it. I think that we were in some pretty dire straits there. <laughs> Some of those. <laughs> no, no, it was fine. Like, oh, you were. It's you, fun. I'm just. You were. I'm just you, around. Yeah, you, but you were so nervous. I think between before the Cleveland show because it was kind of in the middle of nowhere at like a park. Oh, we didn't have a fucking no. We were at a park. We're at a park. We were at a park. First of all, a, park, <laughs> a recreation center at a park, and they didn't unlock the door, so we didn't. We had people coming to a park, and it was the middle of the night at a park in in Menor, Ohio. Uh, oh yeah, Menor, the widest. City in America. In America. Um, we're in Menor, Ohio, and nobody was there to open the the park, you know, rec center that we were supposed to be in. And so I was like, I don't know how the fuck we're supposed to do this. Like, are we supposed to, how are we supposed to do this stupid ass show? And I was trying to. And we were, t- by the way, just doing amplification by hooking into my like Sonos player that yeah. I brought from home and my luggage. Yeah, because well, some, I think. Two of the three venues did not have sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we just uh, had to plug like a mic into a Sonos. But uh, well, I was trying to get across to you. You weren't hearing me, but I was, I was actually. I wasn't talking to you. I was telling Kate. I was telling Kate, like, you know what? Just tell him, like, all the people who are here are just here to like see us. It's going to be like 
30 people i know but and it's they're still, like the out, people outdoor who, outdoor and a you know it's it's not you know i don't like uh, i understand okay. but if we had just pulled up like a truck and had bugs stand up in the back of that pickup truck and just talk that would <laughs> all those people and they're wonderful people uh shout oh, out to very, them they would have been cool completely people. cool with it and completely I'm sure. happy with it <laughs> but you were just so like oh my god what are we gonna do like, well you know uh you you, know, you gotta put on a good show <laughs> you gotta put on a good show man uh yeah that that was that was a real blast uh i would love i mean i hope we can uh get on the road uh oh, soon out, out and, it's not happening yeah well know. maybe maybe we can still <laughs> i don't know what kind of technology is like dave Chappelle using to keep all the people he flies into his shows uh safe and coronavirus free is it just he's not is it just like not wealth is it just arrogance I, and wealth is, i think it's just arrogance and wealth and like if it happens it's not that big a deal to you <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean you know it's kind of shocking like nobody like super like rich or powerful or famous yet has gone down yet to this corona thing it's just all us all the plebes us all us regular folks uh for some reason like bolsonaro has caught caught it i swear to god like so like six or seven times at this point honestly like you you hear these people who say like oh yeah the government has a cure for cancer they just don't give it to us and you don't believe him like i don't know what this fucking cool thing maybe maybe it's true yeah i don't know the only thing that makes me think it's not is that joe biden won't leave his house Uh, okay That's the only thing I can think. I mean, they have to have something that they have for just like Bezos, you know. I, I'm, I'm sure Bezos has something. My Bezos not. is using like whatever, you know, the actual part that works out of Bill Gates is one, you know, like <laughs> there's a little part that works, but then there's a whole bunch of like nano trackers in it or something <laughs> like that. Like he got access to the little bit that works. Well, it's three years. My God. What do you think we have added to the scholarship? To the criticism, to the canon. What do you think are some of the things uh, that maybe this isn't for us to say? Maybe this is, you know, for history to say, but, you know, just we're having fun here. What do you think are some of the things that we were able to, you know, change people's minds on? I don't want to take credit on any of these things, but, you know, I would say that I'm, you know, I'm happy to have done, you know, a sort of more interesting um look at the prequels yes uh there's a lot of you know the prequels uh, of star wars sucks uh there's a lot of you know the lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details there's been a lot of thought put into why they suck <laughs> you know what i mean uh, uh not as much has been put into why they maybe don't suck yeah, well, I, I I really liked our you know our prequels episodes and reevaluation because it was me going through the process at the sure. same time because I thought you know the prequels mostly sucked. I was like, uh, Phantom Menace terrible, Attack of the Clones kind of okay but boring. Revenge of the Sith I always you know liked, but I didn't think it was enough you know to redeem the whole prequels. And I was so happy uh, to sit along with you and Bug, of course, and watch all three of them and come to the conclusion that yes, the prequels 
um, are uh, good and so many others. Uh, people still reach out to me, send me, they send me screenshots. One guy, one person sent me a screenshot of him sitting down, his little brother to watch the prequels along with the, uh, the commentary track from us. <laughs> so that he gets the proper. See, you know, that's good. I think that that's right. They're, they're, you know, I, for such a long time, the only type of, you know, prequel scholarship was those horrible videos from the red letter, letter media guys, which, you know, they've made some stuff that I, that I like and I don't have any hate for those guys, but I, oh, no. but I do think that the, the, the Star Wars discourse was, was poisoned for a very long time by, by, you know, by their very compelling videos. You know what I mean? Like they made some pretty good videos, but I don't think that that's like the end all be all on, you know, just cause their friends couldn't name, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, doesn't really mean that the prequels are bad. Yeah, and if you actually go back and watch the videos, they're very much of their time. They're more dated than the prequels are. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Red Letter Me. I, re- I re- you know, a lot lots of our listeners really like them, and they got they I do also some think good their stuff. Shit is funny, some of the modern stuff is funny as fuck. Yeah, but those videos, I really uh, don't think are their best work. And I don't think they really think they're. they're their best work now so uh we can we can uh just put that in the w column for us and not really you know spike the, <laughs> we don't have to spike the football on that um one uh, you know discourse i, I kind of liked launching was the you know beginning of the idea that uh, video games are better uh than movies um and we did it not knowing that it would be so objectively true well now in 2020 that like it wouldn't even be controversial legitimately this year it's like the movie is sonic the hedgehog and the game is the last of us like those are that's the comparison we get to make this year tenant's not coming out movies are better than games people tenant is not coming out and you know what else I don't think it's going to be that yeah, good. Yeah, it's not going to be that good. I don't think it's going to be all that good after the end of all this shit. <laughs> That's what I think. God, a lot of people got really mad because they just didn't, they just did not want to wrap their head around the idea that, like, if you actually compare, you know, these big action sci fi blockbuster games versus the big action sci fi blockbuster movies, you know, where these two things overlap. Right. Like, games had just gotten better at doing it in large part because, like, of the dominance of Marvel and the Marvel style has kind of made these, all these things, like, worse. We're talking about big movies versus is big games big releases yeah we're uh, not necessarily know, art <laughs> like i don't like think, art house stuff and it, it was so funny i don't think that braid is better than boogie nights or whatever the fuck people think i yeah, think or whatever <laughs> but the funny thing is whenever people would uh, like disagree with us they would bring up movies from like 10 years ago that they just didn't realize were from 10 years ago they'd be like well what about you know there will be blood i'm like that movie is old now it's very old yeah <laughs> we haven't been making good movies for the 2010s was a very dire time for movies i think i really i'm like that year the best there that i've been saying you know the batman versus superman uh revisiting is another thing that i'm proud of uh, although that i haven't i've been crucified so much about uh, over and over and over again and i'm sick of it frankly but batman versus superman uh uh, we ended up winning on that one yeah and i think we're gonna win more and uh i don't want winning's never gonna stop i mean you saw today that the snyder cut is gonna be like over two hours and 
He's not going to use a frame of Jaws <laughs> bullshit. Not a single. He was. He said, "I want to be." Uh, this is from Zack Snyder. I think at Comic Con, he did a panel where he just he said, "I would rather have the movie destroyed than use a single frame that I didn't photograph." That's yeah. how mad he is at the Joss Whedon version, which he says to this day that he has never uh, watched. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Batman vs. Superman. That was a big one. And I think it actually might be bigger. This may be a preview of what we're uh, going to be talking about. So we're going to have Brendan James and uh, Noah Coolwin from the Blowback podcast uh, that everyone is talking about right oh, now. Oh, wow. Revisiting the Iraq War. We're going to have them on the show. And we're going to talk about them a little more about this. But I was thinking about batman versus superman versus the mcu and obviously these are both major superhero franchises um in you know completely and utterly defined by the post 9-11 era and the iraq war right like mm-hmm. you, i mean we, we we talked about this before like it's just like counting the number of 9-11s that happen in each of these movies yeah. and like oh yeah batman versus superman very explicit infinite 9-11s it, it, and back, I mean, really the 2010s are the crisis on infinite 9-11s yeah and the way the like these the the MCU kind of approaches nine. I think the question of nine eleven thematically is like, if Tony Stark were around, would he have stopped nine eleven? And that's the central main arc of the entire MCU is like, okay, Tony Stark, this arms, this uh, charismatic arms dealer, stops nine eleven. How does that change the world? Well, apparently, something even worse happens. Like Thanos, Saddam comes and actually is able uh, to set off uh, the mushroom cloud, and all, everything gets even worse uh, than if you know. It happened the way it did, which is Dick Cheney and uh, George Bush letting 9-11 happen and then turn <laughs> it into something positive like the Iraq War. That's a, there's like some like in general, there's like some we're better off where we are here. Yeah. You know, at least we didn't end up with a Thanos. Yeah, I, we're still I'm still workshopping this, but it's still kind of like the MCU <laughs> takes place in this kind of post 9-11 paramilitaristic kind of idea of superheroes that of course is uh came from the ultimate was was just like the 9-11 superhero right, comic right um uh by mark i think this stands for france yeah exactly whatever by mark millar who is like a socialist so bizarre that he did that comic <laughs> so weird uh, i think mark millar just likes to do stuff that's exciting and feels like of the moment. Yeah, you know it makes I mean? money. It makes money. <laughs> it makes money. Yeah. Um, but then uh, you look at Batman versus Superman, where uh, and, and the Dark Knight is included in this too. That's a very post nine eleven movie. But the Batman versus Superman, I think, comes from the comes to the conclusion at least that the MCU doesn't, and that the Dark Knight doesn't. That like the Blissett administration doctrine is bad right because they have those words coming from batman in this film as they do in the dark knight but like he's the villain of the movie right like we understand his motivations we understand his ptsd from the uh attacks but the fact is like the film posits that like the threat that they're facing is actually like the most noble man who's ever lived superman right the most upright and noble uh person and that for batman to use the one percent doctrine against him even after you know this traumatic 9-11 uh happens in the dcu is wrong uh so i i just been thinking about 
that a little bit and like why batman for superman will hold up a little better because it ultimately yeah i'm not saying Zack snyder is like necessarily cognizant of all of this but if you actually look at it, it does kind of say like Dick Cheney, at least in the Bush administration and our response to nine 11 uh, was wrong. Ultimately. I am looking at a, a list of the superhero movies released in the 2010s, Leslie, and I am ready to defend and, you know, uh, uh, and unveil the, the new take that is a correct take. And I'm looking at the, the list of superhero movies from the 2010s. And it's a very correct take. Batman versus Superman. Extended edition, you know, <laughs> yeah. Dawn of Justice, ultimate edition. Yes. Um, is the best superhero movie of the 2010s. The only Dark Knight movie that came out in the 2010s was Dark Knight Rises. Oh, bad. I think Batman versus Superman beats it. Yes. Um, look at the list. I'll send you right now the Wikipedia okay. right now. Look at this list and tell me. If there's one on there, you'll maybe some people will be like, Logan, no, 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 I don't agree. The bad Hellboy is on it. The bad Green Lantern, Batman versus Superman and all the shitty Marvels, the worst Marvels like post Disney acquisition. Batman versus Superman is the best superhero movie of the 2010s. You know, I, I you know, Jack, honestly, I can't fully agree yet, yet, yet. There's a couple on here that give me pause logan i've only i've only watched yeah, logan once. not for me but I, that's fine i really loved logan i only watched it once though it's like whatever i don't give it as i don't think it's as elevated it's fine it's better than like most of the wolverine movies yeah, but yeah. sure and then there's also the east rail 177 trilogy we got two parts of that oh i don't i don't know that is what is it as, a as split what is it? and glass oh sure okay okay those are contenders those are contenders, but look at the rest of this list. Oh, yeah, they actually don't have split on this list because I guess technically maybe it's a super villain movie. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I do, I, I really do like Glass. I really do like Split. But I, but the best part of those is un, uh, is Unbreakable, the first one that did not come out in 2010. So I don't, I don't Where, know. There are, there's no good, there's no good movies on this list. There are so many bad movies on this list. Yeah. Like, Batman vs. Superman is better than Man of Steel, better than Dark Phoenix, Deadpool, Deadpool <laughs> 2, Doctor Strange, El Chicano, I don't even know, the remake Fantastic Four. I, like, I like Chronicle, but it's better than Chronicle. I really yeah, like, I really Chronicle. like Chronicle. The bad Amazing Spider-Man movies, the, the Amazing Spider-Man ones, like it, the shitty Captain America movies. Yeah. Um, it wins. It actually maybe Shazam. I guess I really like Shaz- Aquaman. I like Shazam. I still like I, I don't. I, I like. I really like Aquaman. I really like it. But I think Bat- Batman vs Superman is better. <laughs> I think Batman vs Superman is the best superhero movie of the 2010s, and that people who don't agree with that are thinking of movies from the 2000s. <laughs> thinking of movies from before 2010. They're like, no, like Iron Man's better. Like, no, it's not one of those movies. <laughs> that doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah. Avengers? Is anyone gonna say Avengers is better? This this is just lunacy. No, it, you can't even say Avengers. That you, I think. Oh uh, yeah, you can't say Avengers. Oh yeah, t- 2012. Okay. No, you can only say Age of Ultron. Yeah. Oh no, the Avengers 2012. You can say Avengers, but that movie sucks anyway. Actually, <laughs> majorly. You know, people will say things like, "You can't get everything right." You know, people will say, "You can, all your takes can't be perfect." Now, I'm not sure if that's true. I feel. At this moment, you know, before reflecting that 
basically everything we said on the show has come to uh, fruition 100%. But is Jack, looking back, is there anything you think that you would reevaluate, you would change, any takes that you were too hot on or maybe too cold on? Maybe you, you, maybe you, you like something a lot more now than you did when we reviewed it or vice versa. Is there anything that we've needed to reevaluate over the, over the years? You know, uh, um, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of if there's any, been any really exceptionally bad ones, but I, I, I can't think of like a big one that I like really regret from this show. Oh, Bernie's gonna win. Oh, Bernie's gonna win. That's the only one. That's the only. <laughs> That's really the only one I regret. And you know, there's a lot of people I blame for that one. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of people to blame because you you did say the take was, and this was only said on the live show. That and we did reveal it later. We did though. reveal it later that if the Joker does well, Bernie will win. I think the Joker didn't do well enough. Yeah, it's, that's what I think. I think people didn't let it do well enough, and all the complainers. Yeah, the complainers really kind of ruined like everything for everybody like if more people had embraced it when it came out instead of just allowing a narrative to take hold i really just blame the filmers because they were really nasty around like awards still season. nasty about award it. season like they were they got so nasty about it they were pitting like joker against parasite and like throwing martin scorsese in it's just like really like nasty stuff from you know filmers i i, I if anything i regret coining the coining the phrase filmer because they've only gotten like more nasty and powerful since then if if, if yeah. there's any regret there there are so there are so many groups that i've had to come to learn about and become enemies of because of doing this particular show you know there's like yeah there's so many different people that are that are now mad at me i guess because i do like a a show where we just talk about television. Yeah, I know, right? pretty much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there are some people that get mad at because they're like, they're like, you just talk about TV shows, and I'm like, that's like what it's supposed to be. Yeah, like, you just... know, I don't know what the fuck you want me to say. You know, because I I do think I stand by everything I've said, honestly. Right about my Blade Valentine, um, being good. <laughs> uh, right about uh, what's his name, uh, Howard, uh, the coffee guy. Was that? Uh, oh, uh, Howard, Howard, Schultz. Howard Schultz. If anything, we may have not even needed to do an episode on him because we called how much he was going to flame out. <laughs> you know, you know, Schultz. The sad thing about Schultz is that, like, you know, he he his campaign was run by SKD Knickerbocker too, and so the Biden campaign kind of still is the Schultz campaign in the end. <laughs> you just kinda, well, maybe uh, yeah. I guess we were wrong about that. Schultz ended up being the presidential candidate <laughs> for all intents and purposes. <laughs> Why not? Fight Club. Uh, we were, you know, one of the people who tried to, you know, reevaluating this film. Uh, very happy about that. For some reason, everyone has decided to become like, like sour about stuff that we like or something yeah. like that. Like anything that you liked when you were younger, they're like, nope, it actually like has to have been bad, you know, and, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, retaking that, uh, has been nice. Yeah. Some of these movies are good. Yeah. Yes. The C word. Contrarian. You know, well, I don't even like to hear yeah. it, but sure. Uh, uh, our our discussion about that word and what it means, you know, 
You know who's a contrarian is like actually like that guy Michael Tracy, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. And people will be like, you know, like Jack and Leslie are contrarians. And I'm like, no, we're talking about fucking television yeah, no, shows. Right. <laughs> you know what I you know what I mean? Like it's like actually different than like when you're talking about things that like matter. Like, you know what I mean? Effect, and like- I'm not trying to choose to have a different opinion. I simply just have a different opinion. <laughs> like contrarianism is actually more like what Tracy does, where it's like everyone feels this way. You know, I don't know. Like I'm gonna stake out a claim on you know a, a, a political issue or whatever it doesn't fucking matter if people feel differently about television yeah. shows. <laughs> it does matter if people are like you know black lives matter is not working class you yeah, know what i'm saying like a, like a andrew uh sullivan whose thing uh recently now is that you can't be christian and say black lives matter um and like that's sick shit I, you know what i mean like uh, we're talking about fucking the watchman <laughs> show on hbo yeah. and people get so mad at me oh, for god's sake for god's sake. like people get oh uh, but whatever whatever you know the shit i see some people talking about and then like my shit for like days i'm like you know maybe last Jedi is a hillary movie and everybody so, for like a week was so mad at me it's so mad and then like hillary and then like ryan johnson and hillary start tweeting at each other and like nobody came by back and said I they were never, sorry to you <laughs> i always just leave it be i don't even like to crow sometimes you do crowing for me i'm like i gotta leave that alone or everyone will get mad at me once again yes, yes oh well oh well but you know we're dwelling on you know the minor negatives of doing this show let's get back let's close it out on the positives like i i just really really enjoy doing the show and you enjoy yeah. doing it with you like you want the, the best things for me is getting to know you over these years jack because i did not know anything about you i was a little wary and like who is this guy but like we ended up you know it's a good it's a good quickly it ended up being a good partnership and yeah like i'm very glad to know you and like you know uh uh i don't know it's a it's it's a very interesting thing to do something like this which is you know basically like my job and you know we meet each other we met each other at my wedding for the first time that was like almost a year into doing the show you know uh six months or something like that maybe like half a year into doing the show uh um but yeah uh it's an odd way to work uh but uh, yeah i'm 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 so glad to know you and uh it's it's like a partnership that works i think you're really smart guy and like uh like i've said before i always like it, it it really struck me you know, just from being in L.A. for so long, just to talk to someone like not in L.A., <laughs> like sort of contemporaneously uh, 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 was huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love doing the show with you. I love getting to meet you, getting to meet uh, your wife, who is uh, yeah. lovely and wonderful, getting to meet your uh, dog, Kenny, who is very, very uh, <laughs> Well, I would love to meet your wife and dog someday, too, if we ever, if, if flights are ever allowed <laughs> yes. again, you know, but uh, it's still great getting to know both of you anyway. Uh, uh, you know, it's so funny. You can do so much. Like, you can get to know people so much just online these days. You really can. Yeah, but you can't get to know their pets online, sadly. It's true. It's true. You can only see photos. You can only <laughs> see photos. Dogs are uh, bad at Zoom. <laughs> I, yeah. Here's the thing. I tried to convince my wife that our town has a dog mayor this morning. <laughs> I don't know why. I just just for fun. I'm like, honey, yeah. we have a dog mayor. That's why when you go... <laughs> To the readers, they give you a pup cup. That was an edict from the dog. Mayor. Oh, from the dog mayor. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like you know. That's why we have policies like this. Yeah, not a mayor who's a dog, but a do- <laughs> the mayor of dogs in our municipalities. Sure, sure like a dog catcher or something yes. like that. <laughs> well, folks, 
That was Struggle Session. Have a good one. See you later. <laughs> so guys, I mean, whatever you want, man. You know, I, I did, I'm not supposed to say this, but I did finally see Black Panther. Oh, wow. Or at least enough where I can kind of, I can comment on it a little bit, finally settle it. All right, cool, cool. Like all these, yeah. It's I feel about like time. Some I, white we inter- need someone to step in. It needs in some and... white intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I think Black Panther's had plenty of white intervention already. Actually, I have a really novel take on it, which I, I'll just say, I just one sentence. They should have killed the kid. That's my, like, unusual perspective on it. No, I'm saying Killmonger. Like, once they killed (laughs) his dad, they should have fucking killed him. Yeah. Like, they should have just done, like, cartel style. Anyways, we can start. (laughs) Guys, it's always a pleasure. I love doing stuff with you guys. I love Struggle Sessions. Yeah, this was a great time. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah, man. All of this stuff is, uh, all these things are moving along. Um... Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.